Are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? I know that phrase is used a lot, but truly, when is enough enough? I get what it's like to feel this way. I truly do, which is why I'm so excited to announce the launch of my personalized wellness program, the Fatigue Blueprint Program. In it, you'll find three months of a comprehensive dive into your unique health history, foundational testing, functional blood lab testing, an education portal, video trainings, resources, and access to me for 90 days. I've created an exact roadmap to get your energy and your life back. At its core, this program addresses nutrient deficiencies, nervous system dysregulation, toxic load, low vitality with labs and advanced health data, all while approaching nutrition through the lens of blood sugar regulation, strength-based exercise, regulating and nourishing the nervous system, listening and tracking biofeedback, enhancing metabolic health, and advanced immune strategies. So if you are ready to crush chronic fatigue, balance your mood, reclaim your sleep, and experience a radical shift in your health, you can begin by applying at theholywellacademy.com backslash client dash application. Making small changes in your routine can add up while providing you the time and space to truly enjoy your life. This year, I want you to choose resolutions that free you rather than add to your stress and discontentment and ultimately your burnout. Welcome to the Holy Well Podcast, where we reclaim hope through holistic health and wellness. I want you to feel empowered to believe in your body. Start making choices that benefit your individual health needs and start to achieve your goals that lead to sustained wellness in mind, body, and spirit. This is a space where we can learn together how to live wholly well. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Holy Well Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Jack, and I am so excited that you're here. We are ringing in the new year with 2023. As I approach this episode as a solo recording, I really wanted to put quite a bit of thought into what I wanted to talk about. And this is what I landed on. I have really been honing in and leaning into my intuition more and more. And I've been learning to trust my gut even more so. This started probably within the last two months of a really cool spiritual transformation that I've experienced. And it was just confirmation that my intuition has rarely led me astray. And so this year, I wanted to give this year a name. And I know that everybody gives themselves a word for the year of, you know, whatever year they're in. But I actually wanted to name the year. And what I've come up with is 2023 is going to be the year of well. This episode is going to take a dive into the trends I foresee, what my intuition is telling me, and what I'm excited about for this wellness-centric year ahead of us. So number one is rest as a form of resistance instead of resistance to rest. I know that's a mouthful, but how many times do you resist rest even though you know it's the best thing that you could do? I'm willing to bet that if you're anything like me, you resist rest a lot. Maybe it's out of avoidance. Maybe it's out of guilt. But I am loving this idea as a priority in redefining and living out active rest and what I believe will trend in 2023. 
I want to encourage people to lean further into the trend of resting, true rest. So yes, literally sleeping, napping, doing things that fill you up as a form of resistance to performance over active recovery and active rest. Just something to be mindful of is we cannot perform well if we don't recover well. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this and the death of burnout that I think will happen in 2023. But more notably, I want to say rest is something productive and active that you are doing. Many of us put a designation that rest is not performance driven, right? So there is nothing that we get out of it. But oh my gosh, what a lie we've been sold in that. It's not just another thing. It is the very thing that every other health metric flows out of. Sleep should take front and center in all of our lives, but most importantly, it should be the number one priority. We should look to rest as being the answer to anything that we can't figure out because it refreshes our brain, it refreshes our spirit, it refreshes our drive, our energy, all of it. So if you're not resting well or you're avoiding rest because you don't feel like it's productive, I would really challenge you to look at this as your number one wellness priority this year. Secondly, is focusing on lifestyle habits and health metrics instead of diet culture dictating and setting the standard of health. Listen, we're seeing a major and long overdue shift happening around what's considered true health and wellness. I'm an 80s baby, and so the peak of Adkins, Weight Watchers, and nameless other like the zone diet come to mind. This shift that's occurring currently could not be more continually welcomed as it started during COVID, but we are seeing a real line in the sand being drawn and redefining what wellness really means. Instead of letting one piece of data dictate how women perceive their worth and health, i.e. the scale, they're putting the scale last. Praise the Lord. And we're seeing a huge prioritizing of what actually impacts the scale in value-based metrics like water intake, movement, sleep and rest, stress, biofeedback, active recovery, cycle syncing, and so much more. What I would love to see and the shift I believe is happening is allowing data to aid us and provide key insight in our health-centric decisions instead of allowing these metrics to dictate how we feel uh, the feeling of guilt or shame, etc. We're also seeing the disintegration of mental health being taboo and it being a front-running consideration with both males and females alike. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie. We've got a lot of work left to do when it comes to this, but it is making tremendous progress, and I am so happy to see it. Third, longevity is taking front and center. Gone are the fads, I hope. I mean, I think everybody will always cling to something short term because it gives them focus. It gives them a short term goal that they can work towards and achieve. And while those things are worthy and applicable, uh, I think people are pulling back to consider the global perspective of their life and what health means to them personally what specific role they want health to play. 
Health is no longer being compartmentalized. Instead, we are allowing the lines to be blurred between everyday actions, habits, integrations, and more when it comes to health. And more than that, these fads and this, you know, insane, excessive exercise model, we are taking a step back and looking at the global perspective, like I said, and where does longevity play into that? And so instead of being hyper-focused on the now, one month, two months, people are looking at what do they want their year, the next three to five years look like? How can being truly holy well and having whole health take front and center instead of this uh, you know, high performance recovery or high performance exercise routine uh, be their sole focus. We're looking and considering longevity, which I think is so important to any conversation when it comes to health and wellness. I think I'm on my fourth now, but uh, people are also feeling they are co-creating their wellness journey with how they're defining health for themselves. So personalized embodiment of this process is very necessary. On In the same vein, low intensity and walk-centric exercises. I don't know about you, but it was only two short years ago that I made peace with not running my body into the ground and making that my metric of exercise success. Low intensity exercise and walking, aka NEAT exercise, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis, is going to continue its span in 2023. And I think people are going to celebrate actually more low intensity. Our bodies are burnt out. And I think more than ever, a lot of people are waking up and realizing how they need to listen to their bodies a little more. Those low-impact exercises like maybe Pilates, yoga, or even bodyweight exercises, are people are leaning more toward, and they're going to be more gentle on the body. These are also really good fitness modalities because it lifts our uh, society's changing opinion on weight loss, which I love to see that shift specifically for females because we have been the focus of diet culture for so long. We've put these insane health metrics as our goals and it has burnt us out mentally physically in every way imaginable and I think this paradigm shift is going to be uh very healing no pun intended uh fifth recovery will be as if not more essential to performance so workout recovery is going to remain a top priority So practices like stretching and restorative yoga are going to remain as important as strong physical exertion. So trying ice baths and practicing everyday biohacking for peak physical and mental performance will continue to advance and unfold. But more than that, people won't look at it as so weird or quirky or rare. They will actually, I think, try very hard to access these things in their own home if possible. But if not, they're going to seek out ways that they can start integrating this in a weekly basis or a continually habitual way. And I believe the benefits many look for in exercise are actually going to be found uh, stronger in a recovery tactic and plan. I think more and more people are realizing they cannot work 20 hours a day, not sleep, not eat, not drink water. uh, And I think that recovery will actually spark, be the wildfire that takes off in a lot of people's health journeys, because 
so many people need recovery modalities that they can integrate easily and that they feel a very uh, strong change in almost immediately. Uh, Sixth, I forget what number I'm on, so I apologize, but the concept of enoughness and the death of burnout culture. Finally, leaning in more to understanding how the body innately prefers to function instead of us dictating how our bodies should function or how we think they should function. I think we will see a continued priority and trend in circadian rhythm timing and syncing and working with our natural rhythms instead of us resisting how we feel versus what we feel we should be doing instead. The removal of guilt Constant high energy performance and burnout will be more taboo, making way and lighting the path for living wholly well in mind, body, and spirit. A welcome and respected balance. Getting and remaining curious about our unique and individual bodies and our body's innate intelligence. For too long, I think we have looked at ourselves as separate from our bodies, but we cannot separate our minds from our bodies. Our bodies are literally us. So there's no more compartmentalizing health. I think the triad of health and wellness is truly here. And I think people are really going to embody that. Seventh, personalization will be the most effective and needed shift in this year. I really do believe we're going to see a point of no return shift here. And I'm so excited to see what unfolds in this process specifically. Health mills, like thinking puppy mills, need to be out. They need to be gone. Gone are the days where doctors can see a patient for five minutes, prescribe a pill, and the patient will be satisfied with this answer. Patients are waking up to an integrative model of care. We, meaning me and all my other health providers, are changing the model by giving the power back to the client and the patient. We are actually arming them with their own data and their own tools to be the front runner of their own health instead of thinking that we may not know best about our own bodies. We are revolutionizing and blazing a trail for continued customized wellness experiences. In fact, this is the very reason I revamped my entire business model for Holy Well. The education piece of my new program is automated through a personalized portal because it's information that every client, quite honestly, every person on this planet needs to know pertaining to energy, sleep, stress, performance. But personalized labs are included. Personalized data is the center. Connecting the dots for your health issues will continually be the priority and should be for every single provider. Personally speaking, this is the most important one for me off of this list. What is the biggest shift I want to see happen in my own business and how I'm bringing health and wellness and integrating that amongst not just my family, but my community? I want to show up this year with a huge focus on co-creating wellness-driven community. And I don't think that this is going to be a rare occurrence anywhere. I think you're going to see more and more people open their homes, open their communities, and really have this co-creation experience of a collective and immersive wellness-driven experience. People will value their wellness tribe more than ever before, and I think this is going to be a really unique trend. I'm very excited about this one. But I know that you're probably thinking, okay, this is really great information, 
and I really understand what you're saying, but what do I do now? How do I start being an active participant in my own health and wellness journey? Listen, the start of the new year often means fresh starts, lofty goals, but with all the pressure to set ambitious resolutions that we may not be able to keep up, why not instead strive for achievable, manageable changes that will have a meaningful impact? Listen, there's a ton of science to back this as well. In my program, the Fatigue Blueprint program, I call this uh, habit stacking, and it's extremely effective. I think we need a mixture of both short and long-term goals, and I think people underestimate the short-term, meaning what do you do every single day, but not getting overwhelmed by putting too much in your day. So what I always recommend to my clients is start with one thing, integrate one thing for one week. Once you have that down pat and it feels effortless, then put another thing in. But instead, so many people are focused on trying to accomplish five to 10 things a week instead of pulling back and doing one, going low and slow. I also think that this is gonna be a huge emerging trend in 2023, taking a step back and considering what you're doing instead of just feeling like that is overtaking you and you have to do it or you'll never reach your goals. And this is unfortunately what burnout culture has taught us is that if we're not doing these things constantly and without rest, we will never achieve where we want to go. And I would say that this is the paradox of life. I think the more that you can pull back, the slower you can go and those habits and integrations become very natural you will achieve more in less time, right? It's it's that weird paradox and that tension that uh, is hard to live in and I struggle with it too. So with that being said, what are some manageable changes? What are some habit stacks that you can experience that will encourage you to keep going because you're tangibly seeing change? If you're going to make resolutions, I'd like to encourage you to do the following. Resolve to stand in the sun every single morning. Resolve to not go to bed hungry. Yes, resolve to eat a bedtime snack. Revert to your childhood and nourish yourself in this way. Resolve to go to bed when you need to, not when your work says you can. Resolve to integrate exercise that serves you and does not stress you out even more. Resolve to give yourself permission to slow down, sit down, breathe, and eat what truly fuels you. Not someone else, you. Resolve to integrate one change at a time. Once you've integrated that successfully for one week, add another Just like I said, this is called habit stacking, and I promise you it is your path to success. Resolve to rest if you are tired instead of telling yourself you should go work out or you should do something else. Honor your body. Resolve to walk daily, especially after you eat. Resolve to wake up naturally without a phone in your face immediately. Resolve to write down what you need to do in the morning instead of scrolling before you get out of bed. This allows others to dictate what you think you should be doing instead of you prioritizing what you need to do. Resolve to reclaim whole health, not weight, not burning calories, not restricting. 
Making small changes in your routine can add up while providing you the time and space to truly enjoy your life. This year, I want you to choose resolutions that free you rather than add to your stress and discontentment and ultimately your burnout. If you're going to make resolutions, resolve to be holy well. If you are ready to experience a radical shift in your health, you can apply for the Fatigue Blueprint program at theholywellacademy.com backslash client dash application. Y'all, I am so excited as we step into 2023 to see how these emerging trends will play out, to see how people will really start to embody their own wellness journeys. Because the reality is we are all unique. We are all bio-individual. So we have to, at some point, take a step back, stop imitating what others are doing, and really ask ourselves, is this possible for me? Does it serve me? Is it a fit for me? Is it a fit for my family? Because things that are healthy for some are not necessarily healthy for you, whether that be in the season that you're in or the week or the month or the year. This is the year that you really define your own wellness. And I hope that you can see that your mind, your body, and your spirit all coincide. This is the wellness triad. And I hope that you will get to experience what it means to live a life that is holy well. Well, friends, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to the Holy Well podcast. It means the world to me that you took time out of your day to join me here. In John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. My hope and prayer is that these conversations lead you toward a life that truly is more abundant. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode for a free gift I have for you for listening. And I'd love to connect more. If we're not connected on Instagram yet, you can find me at holy.well. As always, don't forget, you have what it takes to live a life that is holy well.